It's the Pete Callender Show. With more than 20 years as a reporter and radio host in North Carolina, Pete Callender is helping solve the world's problems one podcast at a time. Because he's a giver. And now, here's Pete. What's going on? Welcome to the show. It is September 16th. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. The show is made possible by patrons such as NC, Curtis, Sherry, Nick, Green, Mark, Paul, Meredith, James, and Dennis. Thanks so much for uh, the support. They became patrons to the show, and you can too. You'll get exclusive uh, access and content, the live streams and such, and uh, also the bumper sticker that everybody wants. Well, I have two, actually. So uh, go to thepetecalendarshow.com. You can click the link or check out the description of the podcast here, and uh, the links are down there as well. So North Carolina... Legislative Democrats signed on to what the Republicans say is a pledge to defund the police. And the Democrats say, no, we didn't. That's so not what we did. We are not on board with the defunding of the police. Um, Actually, no, they don't say that last part. They never come out and say we're not on board with defunding police. They just say we didn't sign on to a pledge to defund the police. So... Uh, I'm going to go through some of the audio. I've got the statements from the Democrats here. And spoiler alert, uh, the Democrats are trying to have it both ways. Okay, that's what's occurring here. They're trying to have it both ways. They want to make sure that the base knows that they are down with that cause, but they don't want to scare away like the 70% plus of voters that are like, wait, what? Defund the police? That's a stupid idea. So 47 Democratic members of the state house and candidates running to join the Democratic caucus have signed a pledge to defund police. This is the write-up at the Civitas Institute by Dallas Woodhouse, who is a uh, he is the former executive director of the North Carolina Republican Party. Um, He says also that the pledge would restrict the ability of law enforcement to obtain basic protective equipment and strip citizens of Second Amendment rights with no due process. That's the red flag law. So these are, by the way, just among a whole raft of left wing proposals uh, that can be found at this website. This is a group called the Future Now Fund. We're going to get into a little bit more uh, about them in a minute. Uh, The pledge is advocated and promoted by this Future Now Fund, uh, which you can go to futurenow.org and read it all for yourself. It is a 501c4 issue advocacy organization with the sole purpose of helping Democrats win state-level races. Although, considering what they're advocating for on some of these things, I'm not so sure that that is their mission is to help Democrats get elected because some of this stuff (laughs) might not actually help Democrats get elected. Published reports indicate that the future now fund is a new PAC that is spending about $4 million on key legislative races in Arizona, Michigan, Maine, New Hampshire, as well as here in North Carolina. Democratic candidates for the general assembly not only signed on to this pledge, To support this radical anti-public safety agenda, writes Dallas Woodhouse, but the Future Now Fund has become a major funder of Democrat campaign efforts. The North Carolina State House Joint Campaign Fund and at least nine individual candidates have accepted the maximum contributions from this fringe group that appears to want to threaten public safety. (laughs) 
Sorry, just the write-up felt like it required <laughs> it required that. Uh, the maximum, by the way, contribution level is $5,400. Uh, during the June 25th hashtag NC Day of Giving, the House Democratic Caucus featured the Future Now Fund as a partner organization, and they donated $50,000 to the joint campaign operations. Dallas Woodhouse goes on to write that, according to the New York Times, the two-year Future Now Fund worked with the progressive think tank Data for Progress to apply pressure to the 2020 Democratic presidential candidates by ranking them in terms of who is doing the most to help Democrats win state legislative races. The goal of the FNF, the Future Now Fund, the goal is threefold. Get Democratic state legislative candidates to sign on to the agenda. And by the way, they've got like over a thousand can- uh, candidates or office holders who have done so. Um, so that's the first goal. Number second goal is fund them and lift them to victory. And three, remain involved to cash in on their victories on redistricting health policy and defunding the police. According to the Atlantic uh, publication, quote, Future Now Fund has the grandest ambitions of them all combining both a political action committee, Future Now Fund, and an advocacy group. It strives not only to help progressive candidates win elections, but also to enact in as many states as possible a specific and far-reaching policy agenda by 2030. A whole lot of people have found religion on state legislatures, but unfortunately, they stop at gerrymandering, said Daniel Squadron, executive director of the Future Now Fund, telling the Huffington Post, quote, That's just the beginning. He noted the disproportionate impact that states have on labor rights, environmental rules, women's rights, and antitrust regulation. To that end, Future Now also has a nonprofit arm, which embeds itself in state legislatures after elections are over to provide policy and political expertise for Democratic lawmakers. Does any of this model sound familiar? How about the word ALEC? You remember when Democrats were really, really, really angry about an organization called the American Legislative Exchange Council? I think is what that stood for. A-L-E-C, ALEC. This is what conservatives did. Uh, and like uh, it was like a you know capitalist, free market kind of organization. They were like, here are the rules and uh, policy or uh, uh, model uh, legislation and policies and rules. You can take this stuff and bring it back to your... Uh, your state and implement these things for a more conservative, uh, you know, body of law. And Democrats were very, very upset about Alec and how I remember I, they used to send uh, send out press releases. Oh, that that candidate he he went to an Alec event. Uh, oh, that 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 candidate or that uh, politician he he's a he's a board member of Alec. And they would say it like this terrible thing. Well, they do it too. They, they're, they're running the same kind of an operation. <laughs> so this idea that they were, you know, objecting to the concept. No, they just objected to the outcomes. They objected to the policies. They don't like the Republicans being organized and doing these things that the Democrats also engage in. Um, let's see. There's a um, uh, one of the categories here. Make communities safer by stopping the use of military equipment against Americans. 
Uh, it includes ending all cash bail, even for dangerous criminals. Um, and so that's just some of the things that these 47 Democratic members of the uh, State General Assembly, as well as candidates, have signed on to. All right. So that's the... Um, that's the the Civitas write-up on it by Dallas Woodhouse. I've got, there was a press conference held um, Monday, I guess it was. Yeah, Monday, by the Speaker of the House, Tim Moore. I watched it, and I recorded it. I've got some sound bites. I also have a statement from the Democratic Party saying, these are lies, lies, I tell you. That is lie. I'm not so sure it is a lie. I'm not so sure. I don't think you get to sign a pledge committing to certain goals, and then pretend that the goals that are outlined on that website are not the goals that you had. You don't get... Now, unless, of course, they're saying that we signed this pledge, like Darren Jackson, the speaker, or the uh, House Minority Leader, Democrat, he has said that, well, we signed on to this pledge, at least in his case, he says, I signed the pledge uh, two years ago, and all of that other stuff wasn't part of it. Okay, well, there's a very simple solution to this, which is to now take your name off of it. If they changed, if this organization changed the terms of their pledge after you signed it, then you should say, thank you very much for alerting me to this fact. I am now going to take my name off it because I no longer agree with all of the things in the pledge, right? That's, to me, that would be the... Uh, the normal approach here, but we are not <laughs> in normal times. And so, uh, oh, oh, well, unless, of course, he still does support it. Like I said, they're in a tough spot because they want to communicate to everybody that they are still on board with the concepts here, even if they really aren't. But they need people to believe it so they stay motivated, so they go out and vote for the Democrats to take back the General Assembly so they can control the legislative um redistricting process that is going to be coming up here in 2021 so here is the model legislation that is offered by this organization the fnf section one this act shall be known as the community reinvestment act section two purpose this act establishes a commission to examine police funding in fill in the blank state and provide evidence-based ways to generate savings and increase public safety by reallocating funds toward proven methods to support communities and report annually with proposed action for the executive and legislative branches. So they're saying that we are not advocating a defunding of police, yet it says right here that they will reallocate funds toward proven methods to support communities. So they they want to look at examine police funding, in North Carolina and provide evidence-based ways to generate savings and increase public safety by reallocating the funds towards proven methods. So they want an analysis done, they want an examination done of policing and how much is spent and what, how, how is it being done, and then we're going to take the money and we're going to send it someplace else. But that's not defunding police. I don't think you get to make that argument and maintain any kind of credibility. You are defunding the police. Now, you can say that it's warranted. <clears throat> you can say that, look, we found a better way to do this, a better policing method or something, and it, it warrants the reallocation of the funds. It warrants the defunding. You can make that argument. I'm open to the argument. Let's hear it. But that's not what they're saying right now. They're saying, we're not saying defund. We're not saying defund because they know that it doesn't poll well. Most people do not want to see the police defunded. 
Now, speaking of funding police, uh, Rowena Patton has been letting cops keep more of their money as they buy and sell homes. She's been doing it for years through the Homes for Heroes program. Rowena Patton and her all-star powerhouse team, they are the official Homes for Heroes agents in Asheville. There's there's only one agency in Asheville that is affiliated with this national program that gives buyers and sellers 25% back from the realtor commissions. Uh, And this goes to police officers, but it also goes to firefighters, healthcare professionals, educators, and members of the military, veterans, active duty, and retirees. So if you are in any of those professions, keep more of your own money, buying or selling Call the only agent that I called when Christy and I were buying we're buying our house right now. We called Rowena Patton. She's the only realtor I've ever endorsed. Uh, give her a call at 333-4483 or mountainhomehunt.com. That's the website, 333-4483, mountainhomehunt.com. Give her a call and then start packing. All right, so let's get to some of the audio here. This is the Speaker of the House of North Carolina. He is a Republican. His name is Tim Moore. And he says that the Republicans intend to tell voters in every part of the state who the state representatives are from their area who have pledged to defund police. I was real. I was honestly surprised that a number of my colleagues signed this. I don't know if they didn't read it, but I don't know how you can sign a pledge and not read it. That's pretty irresponsible. But then you look and see that this organization then donated $50,000 to the House Democratic Caucus in June of this year, as well as giving money individually to candidates around the state. So, you know, you, you, I don't, I, maybe it's a coincidence that they signed a pledge and it was a contribution. I don't know. Maybe you should ask them that. But that's what happened. But this is the absolutely most radical agenda that I have seen my Democratic colleagues in the House put forward in the time I have been a member of the General Assembly for 18 years. And had you had when I when I first heard about this, when we first got calls from those in law enforcement, I thought surely this is wrong. But when we dug into it, when we looked at it, when we pulled up the information on this group, it is spot on correct. And I can promise you, these sheriffs right here standing behind me have other things to do with their time than to be in Raleigh standing with me at the press conference if what I'm saying is not so, because they know they are on the front lines and they know what it would mean. If, uh, if this radical agenda were put forward. And at the end of the day, every one of us in North Carolina would be less safe if it happened. So the uh, North Carolina Democratic Party put out a statement in response. Uh, they quoted the minority leader, Darren Jackson, saying, quote, Speaker Moore has given us another set of blatant lies. No, we did not pledge to defund the police, but we did pledge to invest in quality health care and education for all North Carolinians. Why hasn't Speaker Moore? (laughs) This is so bad. This is so bad. You know, these pivots, they're just so lame. Do these work? I mean, maybe they used to, but do these actually work anymore? You know, I mean, like, I am the master of the segue. Right. You just heard me use one to perfection. And don't tell me that people don't know what I'm doing when I make those pivots. Everybody knows what I'm doing. This this is this is just ridiculous. Why do you need to even do this? Why do you even need to say that? It, you know what? It, you, you, well, we know why. It's because he's trying to distract us. He's trying to just fill space that has to get filled. In the news story, because if I mean, look at it, what if you take out the part about the health care and education, uh, all he's saying is 
Speaker Moore has given us another set of blatant lies. No, we didn't pledge to defund the police. That's it. He's just saying, these are lies. No, we didn't do it. And then, so, uh, so if I just chop out the whole, you know, we did pledge to do these other things. He then goes on to say, this is just the latest attempt to mislead the public with scare tactics and false facts. <laughs> false facts. Has, when did that become a term <laughs> that worked its way uh, into our political lexicon? Wasn't that what, what uh, Kellyanne Conway, isn't, wasn't that her term? Didn't she say something like that during the campaign in 2016? Something about false facts and Democrats in the media, but I repeat myself, just lambasted her over that. All right, so basically he's just saying in another way that Tim Moore is lying. This is just the latest attempt to mislead the public with scare tactics and false facts. House Republicans have once again shown us they care more about winning than about working for what's best for all North Carolinians. That's the statement. He doesn't tell us what the lies were. What are the lies? Where are the lies? Why would you not document the lies? Tim Moore is out there with a list taken from the website. It's public. You can go look at it yourself. You can read what they're Uh, What the pledge says, you can read all of the material that they have there on all of these different categories. And yes, it goes through, you know, expansion of Medicaid and all of these other types of, you know, left wing programs and policy prescriptions that, yes, Democrats are on board with. So it's not surprising that they're in support of this stuff. But he's citing from the website what you guys signed on to. And now you're trying to say you didn't sign this. I've got the list. God, I feel like McCarthy right here. I have a list <laughs> of all of the communists. Well, that actually is kind of, Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but not really. Um, <laughs> all righty. So should, should I run through all of them? There's like 50 of them. Like, all right, I'm not going to do them all. But uh, here are a couple. John Ager from District 115 in Buncombe County, along with Susan Fisher from Asheville, of course. Uh, Kelly Alexander from down in Charlotte. Mary Belk. Joe Sam Queen. Rachel Hunt, the daughter of former Governor Jim Hunt. Verla Insco, of course. Ray Russell from uh, the Boone area, right? Deb Butler. I will not yield, Mr. Speaker. That Deb Butler. Christy Clark. Uh, Marsha Mori, Craig Meyer, Nassif Majid, Greer Martin. I mean, the usual suspects here. Plus also eight state senators and candidates for state Senate. Ann Harlan, Paul Lowe, Natalie Murdoch, Wiley Nickel, of course, Gladys Robinson, Mike Woodard, Valerie Fushi, and Jay Shadhuri. So, um, yeah, there's like 50. There's like 47 of these people. There's a lot. That's a lot. And by the way, this would be a working majority, right? If they took over the House, uh, these folks would be the ones dictating the types of policies that could be run uh, by the, I guess, Speaker of the House, right? Probably Darren Jackson, I'm assuming, and he's on the list, <laughs> right? State Representative Darren Jackson. Uh, he's the right now the House Minority Leader. So he's just saying that uh, Darren Jackson just says that this is this is all these are all lies. This is just just a lie, and we did not pledge to defund the police. And then he offers no other explanation for why folks would have signed uh, this statement. Luckily, though, we've got a fact check. 
by the Observer staff, the McClatchy folks at the News and Observer and uh, the Charlotte Observer. Now, by the way, if you feel more like just an observer of your website, not really knowing how it works, then please get a hold of my friend Schaefer Smith at Schaefer Smith Design. You probably know a lot about your business. You know how important the website is to your business. You want it to look good. You want it to look professional. You want it to be user friendly. You know, great design of a website can solve a lot of problems that websites suffer from. So get Schaefer Smith to help you with your website. He's worked with professional services, corporations, small businesses, entrepreneurs. Schaefer Smith can help you all with graphics, with photos, help you build out an online store. He can help you with search engine optimization, website maintenance and security. He does logos like mine. He did my logo for the show. Go to SchaeferSmith.com and get the most out of your website. That's SchaeferSmith.com. All right, so the issue as the fact checkers at the Observer say, the issue, House Speaker Tim Moore accused House Democrats of taking more than $100,000 from the, uh, the group Future Now Fund in exchange for promising to support legislation that would fund the police. Now, this is so this is the framing of what Moore is saying is that this is a quid pro quo, right? And that's an impeachable offense, if I remember correctly. At least that's what the Democrats told us. Quid pro quos are illegal, impeachable offenses in government. Now, Tim Moore actually does not make that assertion. You just heard the audio clip that I played. Tim Moore says maybe you guys should ask them whether or not uh, the donations were in exchange for the pledge or vice versa. He, he specifically tells reporters maybe you should ask them, right? Because... The Democrats say that this is all just a lie. So it does require the reporters to go ask the Democrats. And so that's what this fact check is going to get to the bottom of, at least we hope. So here's what they tell us we need to know. The, the pledge in question is promoted by a group called Future Now Fund. Candidates pledge to work towards something called America's Goals. The group separately promotes a series of model policies under the heading of America's goals, which includes reallocating funds related to law enforcement. Okay, so, so far, I've seen nothing that undermines Tim Moore's assertion, the Republicans' assertion, that the Democrats have signed a pledge to defund the police. I think what they're trying to do is split a hair between the model legislation, these templates that were drawn up, and the pledge to enact these policies. Right? Uh, I don't see any daylight there, folks. It's the same. Okay? It's the same. Candidates pledge to work towards something called America's goals, and then they provide sample legislation to achieve those goals called America's goals. Oh, no, no, this is, this is different. This is just a series of model policies and, and proposed legislation that you just fill in the blanks, you know, insert the name of your state here, sign your name here, and boom, you got the policy in place. You got a proposal for approval. You got a bill. Congratulations, right? Under the heading of America's goals. And candidates pledge to work towards those goals. So it seems to me, if you're going to pledge to work towards the goals, I'm going to read the goals. Oh, and look at that. The goal says reallocate police funding. That means to me, defunding the police. See, this is all very logical. But again, 
maybe I'm missing something. <laughs> maybe I'm reading too much into the obvious language. The Future Now Fund gave $59,400 to 11 Democratic candidates for State House this year giving each of them the maximum contribution of $5,400. Those include Nicole Quick, Joe Sam Queen, Christy Clark, Ray Russell, Sidney Batch, Brian Farkas, Kimberly Hardy, Ricky Hurtado, or Hurtado, yeah, probably Hurtado, and Francis Jackson and Dan Bess and Amy Steele. They're the ones who got maxed out. $59,400. Now, the Democratic Party also got $50,000 from the Future Now Fund on June 30th, according to the Board of Elections, which added all together, and you're about $111,000. And that's what Tim Moore said. Democrats got more than $100,000 from this group in exchange for promising to support legislation, for pledging their support for the America's goals. So far, seems like it's pretty, I don't know, open and shut, right? Let me go back to the press conference that Tim Moore had. A reporter relays the objection from House Minority Leader Darren Jackson, the Democrat, uh, and, and tells Tim Moore that the Democrats saying that this is not true. The pledge itself specifically calls for, and I'll, I'll re, re-sign it again. It says, by signing below, I pledge to advocate for these goals and work to achieve their targets in my state by 2030 or sooner. And it says as follows, a reassessment of police funding and a reallocation of funding that invests police savings elsewhere. So you're going to take it from the police and spend it somewhere else. But that's a piece of sample legislation, not the book itself. Actually, no, no, that's the pledge itself. Do you hear what this guy's saying? I don't know what reporter this is. And I know the audio is pretty terrible. He's way, way, way off mic. But he's saying, well, this is just a piece of sample legislation. That's not the pledge itself. No, it it is the pledge itself. The, The pledge is I will work towards these goals. I agree with these goals. I pledge to agree with these goals that I agree with them and I will work for them. What are the goals? Here they are. These are the goals. We want you, the goal, the act to establish a commission to examine police funding in fill in the blank state and provide evidence-based ways to generate savings and increase public safety by reallocating funds. So that is specifically what the goal is. W- what am I missing here? Right? This is the, they, they offer you the way to get to the goal that you said you are on board with. Um. He then goes on to say at the end there, he's saying, oh, it says end mass incarceration. It doesn't say specifically defund the police. <laughs> it doesn't say that specific word defund. No, it says reallocate. The, the pledge itself specifically says supporting a reallocation of funding those resources uh, that it, and invest those police savings elsewhere. And you're going to take that savings because you're cutting it and put it somewhere else. I mean, you know, maybe they can explain it. Maybe they can maybe they can have a press conference and explain why they think they ought to cut resources, right? They don't call it defund, fine. Why they want to cut those resources from law enforcement and spend it elsewhere. Maybe they have an explanation. <laughs> I can't think of one. <laughs> they, as far as I know, they've still not called a news conference. Um, of course, I think Democrats are probably in a really tough spot. If they call a news conference, then it kind of forces Governor Roy Cooper to to start doing in-person briefings again. 
Have you noticed he's still not doing anything? He hasn't even shown up at any of the briefings for like two weeks now. He's like, he's pulling a Biden. Um, By the way, I also would note that when you do these in-person press conferences, that uh, there's just a different dynamic. And also there's a different dynamic always at play, I find, when the people at the press conference are Republicans and the media really treat them with skepticism. They challenge their assertions and, you know, relay the, uh, the, the, the devil's advocacy position to the Republicans and make them address these things. And when they're when it's the Democrats, it's kind of like, oh, the Democrats said they're for the children. OK, good enough for me. Got my soundbite. I'm out. Or they'll say. So when you talk about being for the children, like on a scale of one to 10, uh, how for the children are you with 10 being the most for the children? And, you know, well, I'd say I'm a 10. Oh, okay. Like it's that kind of there's there's not the same level of skepticism, at least in my opinion, when I watch these press conferences, it it does not it does not seem to be the same level of skepticism uh, that. Uh, is brought to Republican news conferences. And this is a good example. That exchange you just heard is a good example of it. Um, The reporter then relayed another argument from the Democrats that the Republicans cut the attorney general's budget a few years ago. And isn't that a form of defunding the police? So this was another argument that some Democrats were saying, well, you know, you want to talk about defunding the police? Well, you know, Republicans cut the attorney general budget. They're the ones who are defunding the police. So... This gets relayed to Tim Moore. No, so what we cut from the attorney general's budget was the part for civil attorneys. We did that because in response to the fact that the attorney general refused to defend state law. If you remember the voter ID law, the constitutional amendment, the voters approved. Remember we had a case that went up to the Supreme Court and our attorney general declined to defend the voters of this state. I remember. So we, re- we moved that money so we could hire other attorneys who would do their job. But let me tell you what else we did. We also passed a law that said that the AG shall not take any money away from those uh, attorneys general who are handling criminal cases because that was the that's what got started that they were trying to say well it's going to deal with appellate defenders we actually passed the law said no no you're not going to do that you're going to take that from those who were defending these state laws because guess what they weren't doing it and we were having to hire outside counsel and you know what we did with that 10 million we used it to hire outside counsel to defend these laws such as the voter ID constitutional amendment Right. So the so you want to talk about lies, right? Democrats obviously promulgated a lie here. They threw this out there for the reporters as as a response to the assertion that they had pledged via this group to defund police. They signed a pledge. And when it came out, oh my gosh, they signed this pledge and this is what the pledge calls for and oh my God, you're wanting to defund the police and you guys want to be put in in uh, power, in control of the General Assembly to do something like that. Um, and now the response from the Democrats thrown to the reporters is, well, they defunded the Attorney General's office. And that wasn't even really the case. They defunded the lawyers who wouldn't defend the General Assembly in court. So they took that money so they could use that money to defend themselves. That's the response that the Democrats offered. Now, do you think the reporters care that they were fed that line? I don't think so. 
Now, if you care about getting a good night's sleep, you want to go to Mattress Man and get yourself one of the mattresses, whether it's a memory foam like I have or a traditional inner spring. It could be a pocketed spring. Uh, it can be a pillow top, a natural latex mattress. They have them all at Mattress Man, four stores in uh, the Asheville area, in Henderson, and Arden, Asheville. Um, but they do ship nationwide. They have local five-star delivery service and they have a 120 day comfort guarantee they have the biltmore collection as the name indicates these are the mattresses at the biltmore hotel and inn uh, and they're top quality they're made by rastonic in fayetteville uh, and if you buy a biltmore mattress you'll get a free box spring okay also if you buy a, a select mattress you can get a free adjustable base you can also pick up a 10-inch Queen Gel Memory Foam mattress for just $3.99. And don't forget about the triple zero uh, deal going on at Mattress Man where you get uh, zero interest for two years, zero payments for 90 days, and zero dollars down. Zero, zero, zero. What a deal. Get over to Mattress Man or check out the website. Browse all the inventory at mattressmanstores.com and experience the difference for yourself at Mattress Man. Mattressmanstores.com, buy local and sleep better. Another reporter then asks um, the Speaker of the House, Tim Moore, uh, that, you know, hey, Democrats claimed that they signed on to this pledge back in 2018, not in 2020. And so, ha ha ha. Uh, you're wrong. See, they're not they're not calling for defunding the police because nobody was even chanting that at the violent, mostly peaceful rallies uh, until this year. Right. Nobody was saying this stuff back in 2018. And that's when Darren Jackson said he signed it. Well, number one, a lot of these folks who were, who signed on are candidates for this year. They oh. were not candidates in 2018. These oh. are new candidates. <laughs> and this website, if you go to the website for that future now, it's talking about the 2020 elections. It's saying these are candidates or members who have pledged to carry out this agenda. And this is clearly one of the agenda items. Look, if they don't agree with it, it's a real easy thing. They can disavow it. They can, they can disavow this group. And you know what else they can do? They can send the money back because they've also been funded by this, this out-of-state organization. So if they don't agree with this radical agenda, hey, I'll applaud them. I think they ought to disavow it. Because I don't think that North, I think it should be very clear that the North Carolina legislature is not the place where you're going to find support for defending the police. So for those who, for those Democrats who've now taken another view and decided they want to disavow, I think they absolutely should, and I would applaud them for it. But they ought to also send all this money back that this organization sent in. Um, they won't. <laughs> they will not do that. Of course, they won't do that. They need as much money as possible because they need to win as many seats as possible so they can get control of the legislature for the redistricting. That's what this is all about. They need to take control of the General Assembly so they can draw the maps, so they can gerrymander themselves into power for the next generation. And while they're there, they will then also uh, gerrymander districts so more members can go to uh, Congress, right? More House, House members that go to Congress will be Democrats who will then be able to enact federal legislation. This is the point. These are the stakes this year. In 2020, these are the stakes. So they're not going to give that money back. No. And if they have to sign a pledge that says they're going to defund the police, sorry, reallocate the money, um, they will do that. And they will lie to you and say that they didn't mean 
that that part of it when they signed on to this. No, no, see, I just signed on for these other things like expanding healthcare access. I just signed on to the good parts, which I don't think that's how that works. Okay, I don't think that's how the how that works. But you know what? If somebody's offering you fifty four hundred dollars to sign on to the pledge, and you find one portion of it objectionable, should you say? No, I'm not going to sign the pledge because I don't agree with everything in the pledge. Or do you say, mm, wow, that's a lot of money. You know what? Okay, yeah, I'll sign it. And then hope nobody finds out. Because you know, you realize how we all know about this now. It wasn't through reporting. It wasn't through journalisming. It was through Republicans finding out about it from law enforcement and then calling a press conference and forcing people to report on it. I had no idea about this group. But, yeah, I think that Democrats do need to be asked about this. The Future Now Fund executive director, Daniel Squadron, says America's goals pledge is not a one-size-fits-all pledge or an endorsement of a single policy. No, it's an endorsement of all of them. It is. I mean, that's the way the pledge reads. It says that you're going to work towards all these things. That's an endorsement of all the policies, of, right, of, of all of it. He says, it's shameful and disgusting that the North Carolina House Speaker is lying to the people in his state. In fact, it's a lie built on a lie. Doesn't explain what the lie is. Because his explanation in that sentence is not, it doesn't refute anything that the Speaker said. The America's goal, he says, the pledge is not a one-size-fits-all pledge or an endorsement of a single policy. No, it's an endorsement of all of them, which includes the one that he's citing. He could, I mean, yes, he could, would you want him to run through the whole list, the entire, you know, left-wing wish list? You could do that too. But when you sign on to a pledge of all of these things and all of these goals, then yeah, the one policy in there that you've signed on to, it is in that case an endorsement of that policy. This, again, gaslighting, telling us that what we're reading is not what we're reading, that the reality of the thing is somehow not the reality of the thing. And the whole point here is to make you doubt your perception of reality. And if you can do that, if they can get you to do that, then uh, they can tell you anything at all. And you will believe it because you don't know what is real and what is not. That's the whole point. It's a form of mental abuse. In 2018 and in 2020, according to the McClatchy reporters, some House Democrats and candidates signed this pledge. Future Now Fund says it serves as a way to, quote, improve Americans' lives by winning state legislative majorities and then working with those majorities to achieve goals for the common good. Goals like defunding, right? Goals like the goals you outlined on your website. (laughs) Jackson, Darren Jackson, the House Minority Leader, he says that he is one of the Democrats who signed on to this America's Goals Pledge in 2018. He said when he signed the pledge, it contained only two topics regarding policing, and that was ending mass incarceration and protecting constituents from racial profiling. And he supports both of those. Okay, he says that defunding wasn't part of the pledge. And Squadron said the organization has never taken a stance on the topic, except in the plan, (laughs) right? No, no, they've not taken a stance on defunding police. They've merely submitted 
model legislation that you can use in your state to reallocate money away from police, not defund police. I don't know why everybody's making this connection, right? It's totally not even there. <laughs> Come on, guys. Right? Now, here, here's the thing. I am sympathetic to Darren Jackson if he signed this thing in 2018 and then the Future Now folks added some stuff then, yeah, Darren Jackson does have a legitimate beef, but it's not with the Republicans. It's with the Future Now people. He needs to say, why did you change the pledge after you got me to sign it? That's not cool. You can't do that. You can't You can't change the nature of the pledge after I signed it. That's, that's a lie, right? That's the lie. But he doesn't. He doesn't. No, take uh, take any aim at the future now people. No, he doesn't attack them because that seems really dishonest to me. At least that seems really dishonest. Unless, of course, the future now people changed their goals, added stuff to the pledge, sent it over to all of the people that are on the list and took the pledge, and they just didn't read it. Like that's possible too. The signature statement reads, "Quote." By signing below, I pledge to advocate for these goals and work to achieve these targets in my state by 2030 or sooner. And Squadron, the guy from the organization, says the pledge is a commitment to work towards shared goals. It's shocking North Carolina Republicans oppose these goals. (laughs) Well, really? That's shocking? It's shocking that Republicans are against defunding the police. Have ha, have you talked to a Republican? <laughs> I don't understand. How is this shocking to you? This is just hyperbole. He says America's goals is about results to improve lives. It does not define one size fits all policies, just the measurable outcomes. Except, of course, when they provide model legislation <laughs> to, to arrive at a specific target right to arrive at a specific policy we're not about one-size-fits-all policies we're just in the business of drafting one-size-fits-all policies and providing them to every state (laughs) these people these people are nuts it's just like you realize you realize i can hear you I, i can read your sentences and i saw your website i'm i'm not an idiot (laughs) Now, don't you be an idiot. Go to General Equipment Rental and get yourself the Karcher Mister, the misting system. It has vital oxide disinfectant, and it is only a General Equipment Rental in Weaverville. It's your source for this Karcher misting system. It is safe for kids and for pets uh, and for food surfaces as well. Uh, it uses an all-in-one, hospital-grade, EPA-approved germicidal disinfectant, sanitizer, and deodorizer that kills 99.9% of infection-causing bacteria and viruses, including... Yes, coronavirus, uh, as well as norovirus, H1N1, influenza B, E. coli, and MRSA, uh, as well as mold, mildew, and fungus. You don't even have to rinse it afterwards. It's non-toxic. It's hypoallergenic. It's odorless. It's colorless and 100% biodegradable. Really easy to use. It's the size of a shop vac. You could just roll it all around and spray everything down. Uh, it's cordless, and um, you use it once a week. And then you're good to go. Everything's sanitized for seven to 10 days. And then you just have to worry about uh, spot cleaning the high traffic areas. 
the Karcher Mister at General Equipment Rental in Weaverville, uh, which is located at the intersection of Merriman Avenue and Reams Creek Road. Family owned and operated for three generations, meeting all of your equipment rental needs from construction and earth moving equipment to lawn and garden, whatever the project. If you're a homeowner, uh, if you're a general contractor, maybe you got a project you're working on uh, and you don't need to go out and buy the equipment for you know one job. You just need the equipment for a, you know, a couple days. Go to General Equipment Rental. They've got the tool that you need. And if you've ever done this kind of work or any kind of work, you know the right tool makes all the difference. It really does. Uh, by the way, General Equipment Rental is also uh, your official licensed Husqvarna and Honda Outdoor Power Equipment sales and service provider. They also do equipment service and repair for you, too. Um, every piece of equipment gets cleaned and serviced after every job, so you know it's going to work properly when you get it home or to the job site. Go to GeneralRents.com and go to GeneralRents.com slash Pete and get a coupon for two free cloth face coverings. General Equipment Rental in Weaverville, generalrents.com, and think outside your toolbox. All right, so paragraph 22 is how far you have to get into this fact-check story from the McClatchy publications uh, before you find this. The model policy, called the Reimagined Communities Act, calls for the reallocation of law enforcement funding and an examination of the state's police funding to reduce excessive policing. So again, it calls for the reallocation of law enforcement funding and an examination of police funding. Future Now says that the pledge and the model policy have always been separate programs. See, but they're not really separate programs, are they? No. One is a pledge to do these things, and the other is the way that you do those things. <laughs> right? Like, oh, I just signed a pledge saying I, I wanted to do this stuff. I didn't sign the part that said how I was going to do this stuff. I just signed the part that said I like the idea of doing this stuff. Because I totally wouldn't do what they want me to do after I took all of their money. This is the argument they're literally making to us right now. By the way, what the fact check miss is missing at the McClatchy publications here any kind of a ruling. They don't actually issue a ruling, which I'm fine with, by the way. Just tell me the story and I'll make my own conclusion. Uh, but it's not usually the case, I don't think, when you do a fact check, you usually come down with some sort of a ruling like pants on fire or, you know, mostly true. Darren Jackson said that this news conference is just a way to distract voters from topics like health care and education, <laughs> which is what Democrats want the election to be about. You see, everything that isn't about what they want the election to be about is a distraction from the more important things like health care and education. Uh, and Democrats are very, you know, uh, very worried right now that the attention being paid to law and order and crime and the looting and the rioting and the violence that erupting all over our nation. Uh, they're very worried about this because they've been perceived, at least, I think rightfully so, as being very close to the people doing the violence. Not a lot of right wingers out there. You know, you're not seeing a lot of Trump voters rioting and looting. I know that may be stereotypical, <laughs> but the people that are out there in the streets protesting and, uh, you know, demanding the tearing down of institutions, uh, they tend to not be Trump voters. They tend to be Biden voters. 
And uh, Tim Moore called on House Democrats to renounce the pledge and give back the money, which earns. <laughs> Meanwhile, the uh, the guy from the uh, organization, the Future Now Fund, Mr. Squadron, he called on Tim Moore to apologize to North Carolinians for opposing the pledge's topics. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Tim Moore will get right to that apology. He shouldn't apologize. So far, I've seen no evidence that he's incorrect. Uh, next up, this is a fellow by the name of Adul Ali. He is chairman of the North Carolina Black Conservative Voices Coalition, and he also spoke at the news conference. And I'm just going to say on its face, the idea of defunding the police would be absolutely catastrophic to black communities across North Carolina and across the country. When we look at the plague of gun and drug violence in our communities, more often it's not more often than not, it's African-Americans that are bearing the brunt as victims of these crimes. True. And it's law enforcement that we count on in our communities to be there to support us when we are the victims of these crimes. When you have organizations like Black Lives Matter and Antifa out here causing destruction and devastation to the very communities, they lie to us and tell us they're there to support. This is more like alcohol and salt and 151 in the wound. It is absolutely atrocious, the idea and the concept of defunding police and the North Carolina Black Conservative Coalition will fight at every turn to ensure that every black voter in North Carolina is aware of what you mean by defunding the police. It's absolutely and totally 100% asinine. I am doing my best to maintain my emotional composure because today, on my way here, I saw a law enforcement officer on the side of the road in the rain with a black woman changing her tire. And you all want me to believe that police in North Carolina, these good men and women don't care about me and us as black people, that is absolutely insane. So the North Carolina Black Conservative Coalition stands behind our law, law enforcement officers. I know I can speak on behalf of our partners, the Frederick Douglass Foundation and the Douglass Leadership Institute, where North Carolinian Black Conservative Coalitions and our partners stand behind our law enforcement, uh, law enforcement officers, and we'll do everything to support them continuously. Thank you. Right. So all of this is having an impact, intended or not. I suspect most of it is, but all of this is having an impact. And Asheville is a perfect uh, case study in this. And as a piece of evidence here, there is a letter that got published in the local paper from a now former officer, Justin Wilson. He was a community resource officer with APD. Uh, he sent it to neighborhood groups that he had worked with, um, including the South French Broad uh, Association. And he says, I wanted to write to a few of you who I have had connections with over the past few years to let you know that I'm resigning from APD. I'm headed out to Colorado to start a new career. Being a cop has been very difficult for me. It has taken a toll on my professional life, or sorry, my personal life. I cannot begin to explain the complexities of it to someone who has not been involved in it. I wish I could. I'm blessed to exit this job with only emotional scars. I truly wish I could have offered you more safety and protection. My time as a CRO has been a constant balance of defending APD and acknowledging the shortfalls of APD. I tried my best to be transparent and honest with you all. I've come to the conclusion that APD is tasked with stopping societal issues and disorder, but it is not within our capacity. We can only put a Band-Aid on these issues. Strong communities are the real remedy. I want to sincerely thank you for your patience, understanding, and support of APD. 
officers require your support to function properly during both the good times and the bad times. After 10 years at APD, I can confidently say that my fellow officers are good people with good hearts. Evil is real. Evil exists in Asheville. Officers are surrounded by it, and they do their best with what they have. Please remember that. The message was a rare glimpse into the mind of an officer, writes Joel Burgess at the Citizen Times, with police usually reluctant and even forbidden to speak openly about such details. It was also a singular illustration of what local and national police officials and experts say is a new trend, which is police quitting in droves. By the way, this seems like a good time to remind you about Old Grouch's military surplus in downtown Clyde. All right. He's got an expanded line of first aid kits, medical supplies for all kinds of emergencies. He also has body armor, all kinds made to NATO specifications. And you can purchase these in store or over the phone, but not online. Okay. In store or over the phone purchases only. He also has the steel gas cans. These are the old school ones uh, that were around before the government banned them. Uh, the pre-banned gas cans. Uh, he'll paint them for you, too. Or if you want you know, the original look, he'll leave them as is. Uh, he also has face masks that are made locally by a disabled veteran family out of military parachutes, so they're lightweight and they are soft. Also, obviously, tons of real U.S. military surplus. For more than three decades, Old Grouch's military surplus on Main Street in downtown Clyde. Uh, he is open Monday through Saturday, and it's across the street from the anti-aircraft gun and at oldgrouch.com. So the Citizen Times reports that since June 1st, at least 31 officers from Asheville Police Department, including Wilson, quit, according to figures provided to the paper. It's not unusual to see 15 to 20 in a single year, said Chief David Zack. But when you see the number that we had just in the last two months, that is unprecedented. The resignations amounting to a loss of more than one sworn officer for every 10 in the force, or about 13 percent does not take into account retirements. Zach attributed the flight to lack of support and a, quote, very vocal opposition to law enforcement. And a lot of it is on city council, folks. Yeah, a lot of that opposition is now on Asheville City Council. So that's a wrap for this episode. Remember, please subscribe to the podcast. Give it a positive review. I appreciate that. And you can find all of the links to everything you need to support the show in the description of the podcast. Thanks so much for your support. We'll talk to you later, and don't break anything while I'm gone. 